Alright, hello everybody, and welcome back to the final episode of Doctor Who, which has been renamed Doc Who Pod, so we're easier to find on your uh, local podcast catcher. I'm Josh, and with me as always is my co-host JP. Hi there. And potentially in the background, we have got Bradley Fuller, who might be you might be hearing, right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, Brad and I, are, um, I don't know if we said this on previous podcasts, but Brad and I, have, uh, we're, we're moving into a house. Um, at the moment, we're redecorating, so I've got to apologise now for any swear words, loud noises, anything like that, because I will be painting at some point in the background as well. <laughs> and I'm painting uh, a white skirt and balled onto a grey wall. So, uh, yeah, so many swear words have been said. I can see Brad laughing in the background right now. So, when are you coming on? Oh, the radio silence. Honestly, listeners at home, <laughs> he will be on for next season. I think the plan is his season two. When we go through season two, I think he's going to, um, I think he's going to join us for season two. Well, I'm sure all our listeners will be very happy that you two are finally taking the plunge and moving in with each other. They've been in the closet for a while, so I'm glad that their coming out was live on air. Um, but she was got a long episode. It's because he lives, you know, because he lives, you just got to do it. You just got to, you know, <laughs> split the bills in half. It's easier. It was cheaper than getting a pet, really. So, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, we've got a long two-parter ahead of us. It's 11 o'clock p.m. where I'm recording, so I'm absolutely shattered. This will probably be incoherent. Without further ado, JP, shall we crack on? I reckon let's bash on. All right, so we'll run through it chronologically again. I've got a shit ton of notes on this, to be fair. So, JP, I'll let you yeah. uh, take the wheel for this episode. Um, fire uh, away. Uh, yeah, um, that was saying here. I've got a lot of notes on these, um, just as an overall thing. I uh, definitely enjoyed the uh, the two episodes. Uh, I thought they were a good way to kind of finish the season, although I know, I know as I was scrolling through, there's also a Christmas special as well. Um, but no, it was really, really good. So the first thing is it cuts straight away. The doc wakes up. Um, you know, the doctor wakes up, the room's spinning and he's like just in the middle. And honestly, at the time, it just, I, I, I felt like, you know, when you go out the night out and you wake up in the morning, no <laughs> yeah. idea what's going on, anything like that. And you're just like, where am I? What's going on? It looks exactly like that. So fair play to them. They kind of now the disorienting opening and everything. And uh, yeah. And he wakes up in the Big Brother house, which instantly dates it. <laughs> but um, that's oh, pretty mad, know. isn't it? Why would you? It's a kid's well, show. Kids don't watch Big Brother, do they? Yeah, but you know about Big Brother. It's, it's kind of things that you know about. You know, you pass through the living room at nine o'clock at night and your parents are watching Big Brother or your older siblings are or something like that. So you know about that at the time. I mean, I've never watched Big Brother, but I know exactly what Big Brother's about. I know, you know, kind of it was on Channel 4. I think it was Channel 4, right? Was it Channel 4? Yeah, yeah, Channel 4. Which also raises more questions. How did BBC get access to Channel 4 Big Brother? You know, I mean, they, they must have kind of done a thing because at the end, it, it's free advertising for, for Big Brother. It's, it's literally free advertising. Yeah, you know, true. If you're a parent that sits down and watches Doctor Who or, again, the opposite way. You know, you're an elder sibling and you're going through and you just see, you think, oh, yeah, I'll give that a watch. So, um, yeah. So the three kind of, um, there's there's three main game shows in, uh, in the first episode. Um, yes. Of course, Big Brother, which you've identified, that one. Of course, you've got The Weakest Link. Which again, what a throwback! I completely forgot about the week. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, great, great. Yeah, yeah. And the other one, I couldn't work out, but I did put a note down because it definitely wouldn't have been because it wasn't around in two thousand and five. I double checked, but the one that Jack, Captain Jack, was stuck in, I was going to say, it was naked attraction. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been. They just like brilliant. just stripped him down, and it was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, we could do with some like modifications. And I was like, oh, I bet that's like naked attraction. And as I said, it, it, it wouldn't have been it because it wasn't around. I double checked. But um, but yeah, so I think that's, that's uh, I think it's Trini and Susanna, and that one sort of falls flat for me. I've never watched it. I've never heard of it. I've never seen it. But Big Brother is, I think that's quite well done. And uh, Weakest Link is like it's brilliantly done. Like even with the alien questions that they're throwing in, that android, that's just like that was meant oh. to be a Doctor Who 
plot point. And I just love it that they've gone with the idea, what can we make scary that's in every household? We've had wheelie bins, yeah. we've had, um, I can't remember what else we've had this season, but now they've gone, let's make game shows scary. And it kind of works to the most part, I guess. I like the fact that if you're evicted, you're evicted from life. And I like the fact that you get gobbed off by Anne Robinson and she, you know, fellatios you to death. Well, I was going to say, I- I've got a funny story about the uh, the Android, because, of course, I heard them say Android. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And, of course, as I'm watching it, I'm like, I, I wonder if they actually got Anne Robinson to voice Android, right? So I'm like, okay, fine. So I look it up, couldn't find anything. But, of course, they then come across the Doctor Who Villains Wiki page. And, of course, <laughs> yeah. I saw it was literally spelled Anne and then Droid. And I, I literally had to I had to pause the episode because I was laughing so hard that I was just like, that is perfect. <laughs> I, just, I was just like, oh, like, Android, as in, like, just an Android. And, everything. and then they were like, and I was like, yeah, I was like Android. It's just genius, absolute genius. So that was, um, yeah, that that was just brilliant. But um, the, uh, yeah, I mean, the the, the funny thing for me going back to the Captain Jack thing was, uh, of course, they do completely strip him down. And then uh, the one of the droids just goes, "Oh, your views just went up." And I was, yeah, I think Jack says it. The the, oh, oh, that's right, Jack says it. No, sorry, not one of the droids. Jack says it. And honestly, the the just uh, the immature child in me just came out and I just I was (laughs) howling with laughter. I was like, "It's brilliant." Easily my well, I wouldn't say maybe my favourite line this season, but it's yeah, up there in terms of comedy. Though, it's, it's got to be up there. It's, got to be it's up definitely there. up there. Yeah, it actually. So the episode starts off before they realise what's going on. It actually starts off quite jovial. I've got a note here that says the Doctor's reaction to that first eviction, uh, where he's like, "Oh, she'll go out. She'll write a book. She'll get famous." Is my reaction to all of these game shows? Just that, you know, Love yeah. Island, all that. Geordie Shaw, just what a load of nonsense. And then when she does get evicted from life. The way it just changes and then it suddenly ramps up the tension in the episode. Yeah. When you see um, the first woman in um, The Weakest Link to go and then Rose, mm-hmm. is, she's laughing the whole way through. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh shit, no, but this is where it's getting real. And then obviously the Trini and Susanna droids, they take off their arms and they've got chainsaws for arms. And they're like, oh, how about a facelift or a face off? Or, or like, that's it. How about a face off? And Jack's like, oh yeah, go on. Who am I going to? Who am I going to go against? And uh, no, it's, let's take your face off. And then the episode just yeah. hard turns 180 degrees. And all of a sudden, it's uh, one of the most serious episodes so far, I think. Oh, for sure. I mean, it, it, I mean you hit it, it kind of bang on there. You know, it was kind of, a, it started off as, you know, you're sitting there watching, you're thinking, oh, maybe this is just a jokey episode. Like, you know, they've just ended up in some weird game show thing and everything like that. And then it's when you get that kind of first contestant get evicted and you're like, oh, okay, fair enough. And then it's, 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 uh, no, is it the, uh, no, it's the weakest link one that gets uh, evicted first, doesn't she? She gets, she gets voted off. Yes, yes. And I'm just like, and you just see her and you're just like, wait a minute, something's up here. That looks pretty, you know, you don't, you don't get that upset on leaving a, you know, kind of being voted out of a game show. And <laughs> exactly. it, it, just, it just ramps up zero to 100 real quick. And it's just like, damn, like, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I, I liked it. It was good. And um, as well, because when they're, um, when they're in that thing, uh, with with Captain Jack, um, one of the he, he goes into like a white vest off at one point, and uh, one of them goes, "Oh, exactly like President Schwarzenegger." Yeah, yeah. Like, in 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 the in the Doctor Who timeline, Arnie was president, which I really like because he he was always he's always been trying to run for president, and of course he can't because he's not American born. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I really like that. I was just like, that's a nice touch. I like that. But um, yeah, yeah well, I mean, just another brutal deaths, brutal. brutal deaths. Yeah, brutal deaths. Another favorite line of mine is when. Uh, Jack's about to be killed. He's dead naked and he pulls a gun out of his arsehole. And they go, Where were you hiding that? Because girls, you don't want to know. But I just, oh, I, again, I, I, just brilliant. 
I did put I did put a note and a laser gun in the old prison purse. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was exactly. like, Again, it's a kid's show. Cringe. Fair play. <laughs> but I have a but I have a question for you, JP. Um, okay. What shows would you turn into death traps at shows? Like, what 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 shows currently running do you think would be pretty fucked well, up if you were I, to add? You, you got to look if you if you was going to modernise it. Love Island has got to replace Big Brother for sure. I mean, it's a similar yeah. game show anyway. You know, so you see, yeah, Love Island's yeah. definitely got to be one. Um, what else would I say? I would say I, I think, think Squid Games. Wants... They probably do like a real life Squid Games. Real life Squid Games wouldn't be a bad chat. I'd probably say Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. You know, that's a that, that, that's a, a popular game show to say. Yeah, um, yeah. Jeremy Clarkson is... just brutally murdering people. Yeah, The Chase. That would be an interesting one. Oh, I fucking hate The Chase, but that would be quite a good one. <laughs> I'll tell you, Dad, your dad loves The Chase. I know he does. I think that's why I hate it. I, what I would <laughs> love to see as like a uh, uh, as like a murderous game would be Hole in the Wall. Oh, it's an actual laser. Or it's an actual laser, or you get knocked off into like lava or something like that. Yeah, lava or acid or like just very like you know, you know kind of vicious piranhas or something like that. Yeah, yeah. that quite like that, actually. Yeah, so I, 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 to be actually combine the two of them. Yeah, just have a laser wall coming and then a pit of piranhas at the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, that would be fucking brilliant. Just like yeah, just do it in a shark tank or or something like that. Yeah, I mean, funny enough, I, was, I watched the uh, first Resident Evil film the other day, and they've got that scene with the lasers in the corridor. Oh, the laser yeah. goes through, and it cuts one of them. And then they're like, oh, and then the guy jumps, and the laser jumps as well. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh, that's cool. And then, and then the, the last guy, he's like, he does the plate, the really cool plate thing on the ceiling. And then he comes down, and he's like watching the laser, and the laser just becomes like a grid, and he just gets turned into switches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the laser's just like, fuck this, I've had enough. I'm, I'm killing you. Yeah. You've avoided too many of my traps. <laughs> this is bullshit. Yeah. Ooh. But uh, no, I, 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 quite, I quite like the, uh, the the evil show vibes. I was I was on board with it. Um, so yeah, so talking of uh, of kind of the game show vibes, the Bad Wolf Corporation. Oh, yeah, there you go, JP. The Easter egg Bad which you failed to get has finally been revealed. Last week you did call it. You did say, "Is the station going to be Bad Wolf?" Is or the something station like going to be called Bad Wolf? Yeah. So that's that's a slight bit of redemption there. But I I'm not gonna lie, it was. It was a poor show from yours truly. And it was in the last <laughs> episode. I said, it was one of those things I just saw right now. I was just like, oh, I don't. But I like that kind of stuff. Though. I like where it's in the background and you can go back and you can watch the episode. I mean, they've done a really nice thing in this episode where they showed Bad Wolf all. Uh, oh, no, in fact, no, I like it was the second part. Yeah, they, they do a little run Bad yeah. Wolf all around, which I really like. I just like that because it's like it's always there. You just haven't noticed it, which is, well, it just, yeah. You will be pleased to know then, JP. I didn't realize this, but next series. Easter egg is first mentioned in this episode. Oh, so you don't even okay. get an episode's break. We're back on it. Did you get the Easter egg for series two in this episode? I mean, I feel like this is unfair because we've got nothing to compare it to. Last week, well, you... the first episode of season two. No, you've got plenty to compare it to. You've got you've, it's in a similar vein as Bad Wolf. Right. Okay. I mean, I'm going to say an angel kind of thing because I mentioned um, uh, the, the thing I took from the Daleks. The Daleks are very religious. Which the doctor questioned. He was like, you, you guys have never been religious. And they're talking about heaven and hell and everything like that. So I reckon angels, because I know at some point the weekend angels are going to turn up. And if that if that comes up in next season, I'm going to be really happy. But I'm going to say kind of like <laughs> angels and demons, something like that. It's going to be something religious, like, you know. The thought process behind it isn't a million miles off, but the answer is a million miles off. But there you go. That's the first one to add to the compilation the next series of your wrongdoings. Stay, <laughs> stay, tuned, stay tuned for season two, fuck ups. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I want to talk about the side characters in this because 
There's a lot of mm. characters in this and a lot of famous characters in this. You've got Johnson from Peep Show, who is an absolute legend and just a slimy bastard in this. I think his name's Roderick. Uh, he's the yeah. uh, he's the guy in the weakest link that votes. In the weakest uh, link, yeah, the, the, the wants his money, you know. Yeah, who's just, oh, don't even get me started on how this is a commentary on society, just being brain dead, watching these reality TV shows, not questioning anything and being turned into cattle um and how we're heading down that route anyway that's a rant from a different time i'm too tired for this you've got tanya from eastenders as um uh linda with a y uh who's brilliant in this oh, yes i i thought it was a different um i i i, I didn't know her as linda i because I, I, again i looked her up i recognized her from somewhere but i didn't it, it wasn't who i thought it was but i saw that she was from eastenders and i was like oh, okay that's quite a big you know for doctor who quite a big name to to pull in like for yeah just for a side character uh, as well do you reckon i mean for a side character uh, unless she comes back in season two but uh, maybe i don't think she's that famous but i have always had a weird crush on her even when she was in eastender she's got proper milf vibes <laughs> about her yeah yeah if we won't go there, there go. and then the most famous guest uh the most famous side character of all uh of all time i think elaine the bloody pain is in this who's elaine the pain tracy beaker elaine the pain i, I see i never watched tracy beaker what you must know Elaine the Pain though. How did you how did you yeah. never watch Tracy Beaker? Uh, I just I didn't interest me as a child really. I was I was more on, you know, kind of cartoons and everything as a kid. Yeah, fair enough. Well technically there's had animation in it. Um That's but anyway, yeah, yeah. Roderick, I think, is a brilliant character. I think he's a great comment on um how society is and the emphasis that we put on meaningless wins and that bit at the end where the Daleks come down to him, he's like, it's not fair, it's not fair, you can't do this to me, I won the game. I just thought, brilliant. That is just how, that's exactly how society is going. An amazing character. Tanya from EastEnders, Linda with a Y. She is the best companion we never had. I'm sorry, fight me on it. People will say it's a, uh, not Amy Sparrow, that's someone we know. I can't, Sally Sparrow, um, but it's not. She's just brilliant. She's just well, absolutely lovely. I was going to say, the, the funny thing about Linda was, uh, and again, I don't know if anybody's ever seen this film, it was a brilliant film. But I thought it was the same actress that played Dizzy in um, Star Trek, uh, Starship Troopers. You ever seen Starship Troopers? I haven't. No, that's the weird Nazi space bugs, right? The Nazi space bugs. Yeah, that one. I thought it was from <laughs> there. And I was like, oh, no way. And then it, 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 I Googled it. It wasn't. But that's how I found out it was Tanya from, um, uh, what's it called? From um, uh, <laughs> EastEnders. But you, do you agree? She's yeah. a good character? Would you have liked to have yeah, seen no, more of her? Was. Yeah, no, I thought she would have been a good companion, but I, I don't think she came back when the, you know, kind of uh, Rose did her anti Thanos snap thing. I, I don't think she came oh, back, but I don't we'll know. get to that. We'll get to that. Um, yeah, and then Elaine the Pain. Um, I, I really like her in this as well. I think her little romantic subplot that is there but doesn't really go anywhere, it's not, you know, overemphasized. I, I really like that. I really feel for all the characters. I think they do a really good job at establishing all the characters in this. Um, so yeah, let's jump to uh unless you've got anything to add in between, but let's jump to Doctor Escapes with Linda. I do, because uh, they then talk about, you know, Linda gives a little bit of a background of the the whole, you know, I think it's because he was going anyway, but Linda gives a little bit of a background of the whole thing about, you know, people are just randomly plucked from Earth and just put in these game shows and everything like that. And um the doctor says about, oh, why don't why don't you just, you know, not not like uh, kind of watch oh, yeah. like, oh, there's nothing to do. And he's like, well, yeah, just don't, you know, kind of don't pay for your TV license. He was like, oh, you get executed for that. And I'm like, that's modern day Britain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're literally <laughs> like, fining, now, the, like... yeah, we're fining the elderly, making them not afford their bills if they don't pay for their TV license. Madness, absolute yeah. madness. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. a brilliant bit. 
Um, yeah, I, I love all of that. I love the idea. What's really fucked up, though, is that, oh, God, mate, I'm going to go off on a rant. I can feel it coming. I'm going to try and, uh, I'm going to try and bottle it in. But it's the fact that in this dystopian future, people get picked at random and they don't have a choice. We live in an even more fucked up dystopian future because people will flat out apply for shit like this. Like I mentioned Squid Games oh, yeah. earlier, they're doing a real life Squid Games and people are applying mm -hmm. for it because people will just, they don't care whether they, they'll literally die for fame, for their five minutes of fame, for a little bit of money and to get a bit of feel. And it's just an awful, awful comment on society. And uh, yeah, pretty scary, pretty scary stuff. But that's all I'm going to say on the matter. Well, I was going to say, talking of, uh, talking of, yeah, kind of the bigger picture and everything, this is the second episode in a row where it's actually talking about the Doctor's own consequence, you know, the consequences yeah. of, the, of the Doctor's actions, which, again, was very interesting because last episode they were talking about the, uh, you know, the Sabine and, you know, how, how it was a consequence of his actions and everything like that. And now yeah. they were like, yeah, this is, the, you know, this is, this is all because of you. You're, you know, you, you just left in the long game. You, you just flew off into the distance and that was it. We had to live with the 50 years after you know, yeah that, exactly so i, I, I made like this I like world that. i think he says yeah yes that's right he did he did so um yeah no very very interesting um i've got to say a lot of the things i watch you know i've watched through this season you kind of look at modern films that have come out in the past five years and you think okay yeah i can see that they've been influenced on it um yeah I, I feel like there was a kind of a bit of a, a you know an end of the infinity war you know where they just kind of they killed off rose and she was just dust yeah, I felt like yeah. I was watching Tony Stark and Spider Man, like, you know, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. And I was like, oh, I was waiting for Rose to go, oh, sorry, I don't feel so good. <laughs> but now they, they dusted her straight away, and that was it. And I was like, oh, that was, that was pretty brutal. That's that. Yeah. Um, I've got to but, say, I've got a note from the second episode, but is the Doctor does, or Christopher Eccleston does some excellent face acting in these two episodes. Oh, like, yeah. he conveys all of the emotions so brilliantly like when rose dies and he's just silent and then throughout that prison scene and he's just silent but you could see it all on his face there's the bit at the end where he sends rose off and again his face just drops when he's talking to the dalek again it's all just face acting but my best bit is when he's let off the time vortex back into the tardis and he sort of gives himself a smile because he knows right that's it i've i've had to kill myself to save yeah. her and it's just all in his face without any words and it's just oh it's french Fucking chef's kiss perfection. It is, it is good, isn't it? I thought it was an Italian chef's kiss, but it does, doesn't matter. Well, you know, <laughs> French, Italian, same thing. They're both, both good food. <laughs> both, both countries in Europe, that's it. You know, that's yeah, exactly. as similar as it will get. In neighbouring um, countries, yeah, are they? But, but, yeah. Uh, no, no. I don't think they are. are. I don't think they are. But we'll get there. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, they, they could be. Give it a couple of million years and they could be, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know. Exactly. Tectonic plate shift and everything, um, but no. So yeah, no, I, I fully agree. Christopher Eccleston, the, the, you know, the two episodes was just brilliant. You know, he kind of goes through every single emotion like this the, the, across the two episodes. You know, at some point yeah. he's really happy. Uh, you know, in, in yeah, before the first contestant gets evicted in the Big Brother house knockoff. You know, he's kind of cocky. He's like back. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. As you said when Rose dies, he goes really quiet. He's very somber. Um, you know, when he's speaking to the Daleks, he's angry, um, you know, and, and then, of course, you get to the end and it's kind of like a, it's a sad, but not a sad, you know, it's a sad, but he knows he's doing the right thing. And it, it's yeah. just brilliant. Uh, I've got to say, Christopher Eccleston, in terms of his last episode this season, it was just perfect. Absolutely perfect. He's um, very so, good, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, of course, they get they get uh, arrested by who, it was never really explained. I just guess it was just like the whatever police force was, you know, kind of there. Yeah, the security and, uh, that isn't on the floors watching people come in and out of the games, but is there just for the weakest link, apparently, because that's the most interesting one to watch. 
oh yeah, you know, that's the one that's always the only one that someone tried to run away on. Oh, yeah, fair enough, I guess, yeah. Um, if you've got limited manpower, you've got to, you know, kind of divert your resources accordingly. Yeah, true, true. The music <laughs> in these episodes is, again, Italian slash French chef's perfection, right? If we're talking about when Rose dies, just the way those operatic swell, again, especially in the second episode, it's just beautiful, isn't it? Oh, it's perfect. And, and you can tell they, they really just pulled out all the stops for, you know, for, for these two. You know, they knew that these two, because, I, I, again, I don't know in terms of, you know, whether Doctor Who was signed on for another season after this, whether it was, like, guaranteed or whether it was just, like, we're going to gauge what, you know, kind of what the audience reaction was. But to me, it feels like they were kind of, it almost felt like a pilot, like, you know, like Rose was technically almost like a pilot episode. It felt like that, but for season two, they were like, right, this is what we're bringing to the table. This is what we can bring to the table. Yeah. This is this is what we want. Don't don't cancel us. The fans love us. You know, we we can <laughs> yeah, we can. We're already at ten. We can dial up to eleven. You know, and yeah. I really really like that. And as you say, the music comes together, the acting comes together, the story comes together. It, it, it's perfect. And of course, it, you know, it kind of touches on the on the little bit of nostalgia as well with the Daleks, and it, it's got everything in there for you know what makes a good episode. And yeah, absolutely, yeah, you can't argue with it. You can't argue with it. So um, yeah, but um, the the thing that made me laugh though, they're in the they're in the prison cell. And the guy's just like, yeah, yeah it's uh, yeah, there's just it's life imprisonment, and there's no appeal against sentence. How many prisons do you have? Just like there just must be like millions of people just in prison. And I mean, all they did was break out as well. Do you know what I mean? It's not like they committed a felon or anything like that. They just literally broke out, and now they're sentenced to life with no appeal. Yeah, pretty brutal. Pretty brutal. Um, so yeah, so that's pretty much um, uh, yeah. I, so. So I'm just rereading my notes. I can't spell. It's something I've realised. I'm not very good at freehand writing and spelling at the same time. It's just like, I, I really struggled with. Yeah, I really struggled with emperor this week. I realised I had no idea how to spell emperor. Well, you know what? I <laughs> so I, I actually put a uh, I put a note because of course as I'm writing, I'm writing it on my phone, and of course everyone knows that autocorrect is brilliant, but it's also <laughs> pain in the ass at the same time. And for some reason, every time I wrote the word Dalek, it just came up with Dals. Okay, interesting. I was just like, uh, I just there were certain points where I just couldn't be asked to actually go back and change it. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that was I mean. It's just me <laughs> That's it. You know, it's all it's all good. It's all good. But um, yeah, no. So um, of course they then uh, they then go into the the main. I don't know what you would call it, editing room, maybe like where they're the, kind of the control. I guess room. so. Yeah, floor yeah, five, yeah. control room. Yeah, 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 control room. The control room. Yeah, yeah, control room, editing room, whatever it is. And they meet um, who I thought was. Uh, have you ever seen Star Trek? No. Right, okay. Well, there's a character there, Seven of Nine. She's like a Borg hybrid kind of thing. So the Borg are like just like machine things, almost like they, they're just there to just assimilate life and just, yeah, kill it, make it robot and everything like that. Okay. And I was like, huh, it's a frosty, it's a frosty Seven of Nine because she looked very similar to it. And I was like, That's okay, okay. Weird, but okay. Fair did enough. you, uh, um, did you but... think she was the bad guy or did you realize quite early on that she's actually trying to help? Like, what did you sort of get from that? I didn't know, I, I didn't realize that she was trying to help. But I knew you could obviously tell when you're strung up and you're, you know, turned into a human popsicle. <laughs> you're obviously not kind of you're not going to be the main bad guy. You know, you could tell that she was being held there against her will. But I didn't call that she was actually trying to help. I, I, that was quite a nice surprise. That she was like, oh, okay, fair enough. That's pretty. Yeah, that's a pretty nice thing to to yeah kind of see. But um, would you have been I, more? Would you have been more swayed if you hadn't have seen the Daleks in the next time? Oh yeah, for sure, definitely. If I've seen the Daleks in the next time, it, it would have been an even bigger surprise, especially the scale of the Daleks as well. You know, there were millions yeah. of them, and it was just like if I hadn't seen that, that would have been even cool. This episode, I'd have been going, "This is 
top absolute. Well, yeah, I still think it is top tier, but I, I would have been going. This, this was incredible. Like you know, just the reveal of the Daleks and how many of them there are and been hiding and yeah. you know. So yeah. it was a little bit of a shame to be sport, but like. I've learned my lesson. I think season two, I'm not going to watch the end. Well, unless we say, I don't know, we'll, we'll talk about it. But, no, I think yeah, do I it. Think I think I think from now on, stop watching the next times. Yeah. Stop watching the next times. There we go. We've had it here. Stop watching the next times. <laughs> That's it. So, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll quickly finish because we're, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll quickly finish uh, the first episode. Um, so, of course, he goes, um, uh, of course, they then go into the uh, patrol room. Of course, uh, the doctor's got this big old gun. Um, yes. It was yes. quite cool. It was like, okay, yeah, fine. Fair enough. It almost reminded me of, you know, kind of a bit of a commando with the big old rocket launcher and everything. Like yeah, a little in. bit. Yeah, yeah, like a minigun or and something, it, yeah. Yeah, like a minigun kind of thing. And then, of course, he's, he's asking questions like the Doctor does, which I really liked. And uh, and then at, at one point, he just hands what I was calling the main editor. He just hands him the gun and then just carries on asking questions. Yeah, yeah. like, but I've got your gun. And the Doctor just turns around. He's like, well, yeah, it should be then. Like, which I just <laughs> thought was brilliant because he just... Two two things. One, it was kind of a, an off the cuff, you know, cheeky remark and everything like that, and it just shows that the Doctor is a little bit cocky, but knows, you know, kind of there's good in humanity, and he kind of sees that they're not, you know, kind of there. But the thing I also liked about it as well, it shows an element of trust. Yes, well, I think that's really important, and the fact that that guy then also turns around and says, "Can I put this down?" I think it also shows that these guys are all on the same team. There's a bigger bad that's coming. Yeah. You're all on the same team. Okay, you yeah. had to use a bit of force to get here, but. You are on the same team. Just quickly, that guy's name is Davish Patel. Now, oh, okay. I know we're 200,000 years in the future, but he doesn't look like a Davish Patel. If you say Davish Patel, that's not the sort of man that springs directly to mind, is it? No, I, I, the, now that you mention that, it's not really the, you know, what, what I would associate, but look, look, I suppose it's the future, isn't it? It's, it's one of those things where they're just going, oh, it's the future. Yeah. Whatever goes. You know, so fair play, fair play, I like that. Um, I then put a, a note saying, all oh, very dramatic, isn't it? Because it then, as you say, music <laughs> and, and everything going, I was just like, oh, bloody hell, this is a bit dramatic, isn't it? You know, and, um, and then, of course, old Frosty 7 of 9. Um, well, uh, no, sorry, did we get a close-up of the death rate? Yes. After yes. Uh, Frosty 7 of 9 gets teleported back to the Daleks main ship. And I put, what a very naughty hairstyle 7 of 9. <laughs> it is the sort of frosted tips. Justin Timberlake look, it, isn't it? Yeah. It really was. And then I was just like, huh, yeah, I forgot this was made in the noughties, you know. But I, again, I like it. I think it's, you know, it's a nice little bit of nostalgia. I was like, yeah, that's that's how everyone used to have their hair back in the noughties. So, yeah, fair yeah. play. Yeah. Um, of course, we get a cool close-up of the death rate, right? which, damn. I, I mean, like, I, I like the death rate from, um, you know, from, from the episode that we, uh, well, from Died. Yeah. And uh, the fact that we actually get a, a kind of a close-up of it again. I was like, yeah, I like that. I'm on board with that. Did you feel that having a million Daleks raise the stakes? Uh, no. Yeah, I'm inclined because to agree it, with you. It, it is what I explained in um, in a, pre a couple of previous episodes. It's like kind of when you've got one threat and it's just a single threat, you're like, right, okay, this this is potentially dangerous because you're like, this is the one threat they've got to deal with. You know, they're not going to be able to just kill it quickly because then otherwise the episode's over. Yeah. When you've got a million, you're like, well, they're expendable. Yeah, you know, exactly. Kind of like when when they when they started arming up the the contestants and everything like that, I was like, well, obviously most of them are going to die because you, you kind of you, you go from going, oh, it's just the main characters that everybody doesn't want to see die, and then suddenly it's just like, yeah, by the way, we've got all these expendable people, which it did strike me when you know it did catch me by surprise when they like, in Verticons killed off Rose. It was like, oh damn, okay, fair enough. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty, you know, it's pretty pretty brutal in, in all honesty but um no i, I liked it i mean the, the the million dialogue scene i thought was quite cool because it was like 
when when you watch Dalek, it was like, oh, you know, he's he's on, like he's alone. He's he's the last of his you know kind of species, and then suddenly it was just like, yeah, all these Daleks have just turned up. Yeah, exactly. I think it, it it tries to raise the stakes, but it's sort of like to what end? Do you know what I mean? I think it would have worked better if there'd maybe been more cutaways to the Daleks devastating Earth. Maybe that would have helped because the yeah, primary kind of they're going God. I was going to say, they kind of showed them going down to Earth, but that's about it, really. There's nothing else. That they don't, as you say, there's, there's no, like, devastation on Earth or, or anything like that. The only, the only thing we ever see is just on the, on the station. Exactly. And when it's on the station, it's down narrow corridors where they're all just stacked behind each other anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like... Oh, um, honestly, I've got I've got notes on that further in episode two, like the, in the <laughs> second episode. Um, so I think I, that's I just... a little roll credit. Go on. Yeah, no, there was a roll credit. She goes, um, uh, she says, uh, "We're playing the long game." I was like, roll "Oh yeah, yeah." Of <laughs> yeah, yeah. the episode was called the long game. I was like, "Yeah, I like that." Okay, fair enough. Um, roll credits for a different yeah, episode. And, and then, yeah, yeah. Um, I then put like literally to, to cap off the the, the first and two parter. Um, I just put, "Holy shit, that's a lot of Daleks." There's quite a lot of Daleks, isn't it? There's quite a lot of them, isn't there? I mean, I don't know how they managed to hide it for so long, but fair play, right? The, the only thing I didn't get is they don't actually... Oh, no, they do explain. Ignore me. Ignore me. Go on, what exactly, they didn't explain about where they all come from, but of course they just reshuffled them, wasted it was into a Dalek. So they did explain that. Ignore me. So this is, this, is, this is, again, teetering on going onto a potential waste, uh, on a potential rant. But yeah, he says we're harvesting humanity's waste and they're transmitting these contestants that lose the game and they're turning them into into Daleks and it's just it's just a comment on society JP and I'm frankly sick of society I hate it I hate the world we what, live in you, you, what you don't want to be a Dalek or I think I think we need the Daleks to come and fucking kill us all if I'm being totally honest with you I noticed oh, in I the in the in the recap of the long game where it's supposed to be like 200,000 years in the future she says something like and we're broadcasting 600 channels it's unbelievable I'm like, Sky has well over 600 channels. Like, you don't even oh, get yeah. to the porn section until you're in the 900s. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're nearly there. This is supposed to be a dystopian future, and we're nearly there, Jack. And, oh, yeah, we don't, we, we, don't have game, like, we don't have game shows that kill off the contestants. But do you think it's that far out? Like, the reason The Purge is a scary film is because it's actually not that unfeasible. Do you know? Like, I just it doesn't seem like it's never going to happen. Like... Yeah, yeah. If you look back through history, Romans used to have um, the Colosseum, yeah, the Colosseum oh, no, and gladiators, and we still have, you know, MMA and boxing and all this sort of stuff. Oh, it doesn't seem that unreasonable. I was going to say, talking of like combat sports and everything, I was watching slap boxing the other day. That's oh, mate. Have you ever seen slap boxing? It occasionally comes up on Instagram. Yeah, it's absolutely or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? Now you say that about kind of like combat sports to the death. Maybe. I mean, that's like, because the whole point of boxing is you, you, you're supposed to like, well, that's just any combat sport, actually. You're supposed protect to avoid yourself. your opponent's hits. Yeah, you're not protect yourself. Whereas slap boxing, they're just like, yeah, just hit this man as hard as you can. First one unconscious loses. It's, like, it's insane, oh. isn't it? I love watching him topple. But this is what I mean. Oh, We're part of the problem, Jack. We're part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing it for the views. That's it. Like, it's literally <laughs> just everyone's there for the views. That's it. But, um, yeah, it's just no, I've said it before uh, yeah. and I'll say it again. It's this influx and this overload of content that we've got. It's why Disney Plus is failing. It's why there's the writer's strike at the minute. It's it's just we're being brain fed and we're over consuming and it's nonsense. We're, we're responsible for it. We're now putting content out into the world. We're content creators. We're just as fucking bad. And yet we're going to carry I'm on with this podcast. So watch your content creators. We are, we're content creators. creators. I, I, I'd rather someone just come up to me and go, you're an idiot on the internet, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I'll take that. I, no, that's just, 
No, not, not I'd say great pride in being the fact that I'm a content creator. I'm up there with the Martin Scorsese's and the James Gunn's and the, you know, we're, we're, we're making shit. We're directors, we're producers, we're editors, we're actors. We're all, we're the fucking shit, man. This time this year with Oryx and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 4. <laughs> Watch this space. <laughs> yeah, this is it. We're actually, this is just testing. We're just, we're, we're actually gauging like kind of how how well Doctor Who comes off and everything like that. We're just, we're just <laughs> brainstorming. You're listening to our brainstorming ideas. That's it. There's, I'll be um, honest. I am only doing this podcast at the hope that one day I do get cast as the Doctor. Because, oh, I, I can see you as a good Doctor, you know. Thank, I appreciate that a lot. Thank you very much. I'm thinking when I'm like 50 years old. Got grey hair, a little bit capaldi You're colourful and, you know, you're very um, eccentric, shall we say. But I reckon you'd be a good Doctor. Thank you very much. I am currently sat on my snakeskin sofa with my leopard prince throw over the top of it. So that would be my TARDIS interior, I think. Yeah, exactly. The TARDIS interior and leopard prince. <laughs> and snakeskin. ATC. And snakeskin. Yeah, no, both very ATC. So, part two. We go on to part two. Now, Let's do it. I didn't understand. And I was kind of, I, I was working on the basis that it was a kind of a, a one shot wonder kind of thing. Because he did, in fairness to Jack, he did say it was a one-shot wonder kind of thing. But of course, they killed the Dalek with this laser gun thing. Oh, yeah. And then they never use it again. And I was working on the basis that that was like a kind of a one-time, you know, that, that was it. That they only had one shot on that thing, and, and that was it. Because then they armed all the, all the civilians with just like shit, like normal <laughs> guns. And I like, we know for a fact, and the doctor knows for a fact, that they don't work. So I then put, it was like, you know, kind of Operation Human Shield. Just, it was just like, yeah, just slowing down actual humans firing them. Yeah, they'll be all right. Don't worry about it. It really is, yeah. yeah what I couldn't work out is why not put up more blockades? Yeah, I mean, they couldn't, I, mean, I know they can fly, but they're not exactly the most mobile of creatures, are they? Yeah, there must have been a way of slowing them down a little bit more. But yeah, the Doctor is absolutely just using them as human shields, which I think is yeah. really interesting. He's using Jack as a human shield. Well, I, see, the thing is, there, there was two things I took from that. One, that he trusts Jack to be out there and, and kind of lead and, you know, be able to kind of put up a stiff resistance. And then, yeah, no, I fully agree that he saw Jack as an expendable character, which I didn't think was really uh, kind of part of the Doctor's character, I guess. No, he's not nor really... do I. You know, he, he's more kind of like a a fairness. You know, he kind of sees every 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 life, no matter what race, and kind of a, an equal. And I was just like, I don't know if that kind of fits in with the Doctor's thing. So that's that's that, that's what I took from it. I was like, right, he's doing that because he knows that Jack is a strong leader, even in the face of death, and he'll still be able to keep them rallying together. So that, that that's the way I took it. But it could yeah. be, you know, it could be that he's just trying to maybe him. just whilst um, we're on Jack, but, just just whilst we're on Captain yeah. Jack. He leaves him behind. And what Captain Jack does or the doctor leaves Captain Jack behind at the end. If we if we just jump forward to the end, just to sort of think about Captain Jack, just get this out of the way. Mm -hmm. He just fucks off. And it's they sort of explain it in a later series, but it's never made sense to me why he just goes. I don't know. I mean, he yeah, just well, leaves well, Captain Jack stranded on that space station. I don't get it. Well, I guess because at the time he was carrying like a lot of energy. And he was more focused on saving Rose because at the end of the day, Rose is he's like kind of that's his companion, Rose. Yeah, yeah, okay, but all he, right. See his priority was to, to make sure that Rose was still alive, like you know, by transferring the energy. And I suppose that they kind of they hinted that the doctor wouldn't be able to remember anything that happened once he regenerated, but they kind of proved that he could. So I wonder if it was just one of those things that the doctor at the time didn't remember who jack was and it was just like that like his most recent memory was the first thing that he remembered oh uh, maybe okay yeah yeah potentially 
But I don't know. That's, again, that's the way I saw it. It might not be like, how they meant it, but yeah, that's it. Um, so, yeah, so of course the doctor then meets the Daleks firsthand. And they have that really convenient uh, kind of shield around the the, uh, the TARDIS. Yes, yes. That was just too convenient. Wasn't it? I'm sorry, but when is the when is the TARDIS? Had a, a, well, uh, just a full suit. Yeah, exactly. And they even say something like the shields are damaged because of the missile that it takes, or something like that. You are right, block convenience. But I'm happy to breeze over it. It's the TARDIS; it can do whatever it needs yeah, to I'm do. Being... Well, that's the thing. It's the TARDIS. It does exactly what you need it to do, and that's it. So fair play. You know, that was, that was you know, I, I could kind of brush over that. And again, it made for a very interesting uh, kind of dialect between the Daleks and the Doctor. You know, and he's talking yes. about the time war and everything like that. But the, the, the funny thing is, is what really made me chuckle was that the Doctor kind of goes around and he's like, oh, I can sense a little bit of fear in you. And I was just like, I just imagine the, walker, the Doctor just walking around sniffing, just going, Smells like a little bitch in here. I, <laughs> I was waiting for Eccleston to just come out and just do it. I was like, please do it, please. I, I can smell it. pussy. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, he no, is he is brilliant in that scene where we meet the Emperor of the Daleks, hard to spell for the first time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's like, he's laughing and he's jovial, then he's really flat and he's really mean, and then he's laughing and he's jovial, and then he's really flat and he's really mean. Just brilliant. What did you think of the Emperor of the Daleks? Oh, I thought he was quite Cool, I quite liked it. I, I a little bit ropey, cool. yeah, a little bit ropey CGI. Or I think it's front projection. I think that's what that's what that's called, where you can see and it's like he's changing size every time the background changes. So okay, that dates it a little bit, but yeah, pretty cool design. But it doesn't really do much, does it? No, I mean, he, again, it's the kind of thing that it, I feel like there's more to the story than we was actually told. Because again, the Doctor makes a comment about since when are the Daleks religious and everything like that, and I feel like. He's come from somewhere that's, you know, that's going to be explained further, you know, further down the line. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, I, I put zombie Daleks because they are technically zombie Daleks. I guess they're just like reanimated corpses. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that's where they get their religious. I think the the implication there is that they're taking on some human traits, like the Dalek did in Dalek. Like the Dalek did in, in Dalek. Yeah, I mean that's an interesting thing because of course they brought that up in the Dalek in the fact that because Rose interacted with the Dalek, he then, you know, started taking on her human traits and, and everything, which is quite interesting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I thought it was quite cool. Um, I, I put, so they're like a cult. They're just like a cult. Yeah, yeah. Well, that comes back in a couple of series. We actually get the cult of Scarrow, which is a Dalek faction. But, yeah, you're right. They are just... Yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're, to me, it's just like a kind of a cult thing. It's just like there's one leader and they're all there and they're all just doing what the leader says and not questioning it really just saying that that's their that's their way of life and i was like oh, okay kind of i'm not going to make any comments on who i thought it was like but yeah <laughs> that was it it was just like okay fair enough but um but yeah i i another thing that made me laugh as well is they start saying about the delta wave when they're talking about a plan and they're like oh we're going to submit the delta you know, we're going to kind of put out delta wave and everything yeah like that. the funny thing is, is there's an episode of futurama <laughs> Fry becomes the savior of the universe because he doesn't have the delta wave brain, like the delta wave that comes out of his brain, and he just really brings a chuckle. So I was like, oh, it's opposite Futurama. Opposite Futurama. I wonder if we. I wonder which came first. I wonder because I know Matt Graydon, the writer of it, is a fan of Doctor Who. I think he puts oh, yeah. a, a. He put, I think the Doctor. The Doctor is in a Futurama episode, or there's some Easter eggs towards it, or something. There's definitely some Easter eggs in there. Definitely some Easter eggs. Um, because yeah, no, I think you're. I think you're spot on. I think Matt Graydon is a. <laughs> Is a big fan of Doctor Who, which it just makes sense that he is because it's kind of, you know, the thing with Futurama, you know, The Simpsons is great, but I, I do actually prefer Futurama. 
and it's just like kind of that like kind of intelligent nerdy comedy which i just love so wrong wrong. you're so i can't believe you just said that future on but i like the simpsons but i prefer the older episodes of the simpsons oh yeah without a doubt like my, my one of my favorite jokes um this was actually ruined by disney plus because there's a uh, there's an episode of the simpsons where homer goes and um he goes on like a duff brewery tour and there's right. a brilliant joke where they've got like the three different types of duff so they've got like duff duff light duff elite or something like that and he's like oh yeah this is where we make things and there's like three different spouts to the beer coming out and then, like at the top of the of the picture, you actually see there's just one tube that then yeah yeah yeah, so it's yeah. just the same here. But of course, with Disney Plus, they they cut because they have to like resize everything like that. They resize it so it doesn't make sense. So you just literally just got the three spouts and don't have that single wow. tube. Like, don't like that because it just kills that. And, and to me, something like that's like, hilarious. I love stuff. But yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Simpsons is good, but there's I, I do prefer Futurama. I think Futurama overall is a more solid. You know, thing. I, I do think that the earlier episodes of The Simpsons are probably better, but as a, as a whole series, future I might say is better. Yeah, absolutely incorrect. Move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. So <laughs> yeah, so the Delta Wave. Um, so it, yeah, I mean, it was just like um, oh, and of course then uh, Jack and the Doctor. Well, the Doctor kisses Rose. Uh, is it the Doctor? No, it's Jack. Jack kisses Rose when he leaves. Yes. And he gives a big old kiss on the lips. Uh, yeah. I, was, I wonder if it's uh, you, you know, like the kiss of death, like the Italian kiss of death they do. Yeah, yeah. I, was like, I felt like it was that. Yeah, potentially. I love that. Yeah, the first gay kiss on Doctor Who. And yet it's never remembered. This is not like nobody ever talks about this. And there's later kisses and stuff like that. But this is the first really? gay kiss in Doctor Who. Yeah. I mean, in 2005 as well, like things weren't as kind of open on TV as they are now. That that would have been, I, I could imagine, that would probably would have got a few um, few complaints back in the day, sure. A few offset complaints. Yeah, it must have done. But yeah, it's just, just not regarded as... Uh, as anything yeah but that that whole scene again when they're preparing that don't worry it's been there's one bit that i'd never realized before but uh the doctor first mentions the delta wave and linda with a y says well let's get started then just do it like that and i'm like okay yeah linda yeah. is picking up but rose's face she's just about to say something and then linda interjects and rose is rose just goes like red livid that she's just been interrupted yeah. this new girl is taking over as companion potential. I've never noticed that before, and I just absolutely loved it. Well, again, it's kind of like, you know, Rose, Rose and the Doctor have got a very special relationship, and it's kind of like that's the first time that someone's actually threatened their relationship, I guess. Yeah. Because everyone else has been threatening the Doctor's relationship with Rose, not Rose's relationship with the Doctor. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. No, so, I, I just yeah. thought it was a really interesting little thing that I picked up on. And then um, he sends Rose home. Did you, when that was happening... Did you did you pick up on what he was doing? Yeah, no, for sure. I, straight away, I thought that's, you know, big sacrifice play. I knew he was going to try and sacrifice himself um, because it, it, it's just in the Doctor's repertoire. You know, it was building up across the season. The Doctor obviously felt guilty about the time war and everything like that, and he wanted to be the one to make things right. And it was just like, conveniently, it was the Daleks. You know, the Daleks were the reason he felt so guilty in the third place, and the Daleks were the reason he was going to... You know, he was going to sacrifice himself to, to make things right in his own eyes, um, yeah. which is novel. I, I guess it's a bad kind of breed on friendship and, you know, kind of companionship because actually it was his companions that, that ended up saving him. But yeah, yeah I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I think that scene where he sends her home is just brilliant. Again, the music is great. His face yeah. acting in that scene where he realizes the Delta Wave won't be ready, he drops his face, and then he's like, right, I've got to get rid of Rose. I've got to save Rose. 
I could go back on my own timeline. It's nonsense. It's all this. It's all that. But he says it with such conviction. And then just watching her, like, crying for the rest of the episode and desperately trying to get the yeah. times working. Fucking brilliant, man. Oh, it's brutal. Absolutely brutal. But again, it's, you know, it's kind of, it's been building up the entire season. That, that is, you know, that is it. It's, it's, they've, they've done this entire season. They've built up that companionship. They've kind of put hurdles in the way. You know, like in Father's Day when they had an argument. You know, they, they, they've kind of shown the audience that these, these two are, are meant to be, you know, kind of companions through thick and thin. And then suddenly it's just like, everyone at home, not everyone watching, is just like, damn, this is it. This is the end of the companionship. Not, yeah. Yeah, you know, not because of an argument or anything. It's because one of them is going to die. Yeah, um, yeah, which, yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty brutal stuff. Pretty brutal stuff. I've got to say, that scene in the chip shop with Rose, Mickey, and, uh, and Jackie. <laughs> Is fucking like you're laughing, but it's it's fucking brilliant, right? And not to not to sound narcissistic here. I know this is a touchy subject between us. I said something on our other podcast that pissed you all off. Mm. However, if you don't mind me drawing a comparable for a second, I moved abroad in a commission only role where every month, every week, every day could have been my last day in Dubai. And that fear of losing it all and having to come home. And by no means am I saying coming home would have been a bad thing, but to have set up a life somewhere else and then the potential of it being taken away from you, especially when you get in a relationship as well and you make a connection with other people like the Dr. Stephen Bros, like I did with my partner. I have a newfound sort of like fucking connection to that scene. Like it's fucking brutal. And again, like she clearly offends Mickey and she clearly offends Jackie in that scene. And I know... I have said things in the past that has offended you and you boys, but it's it's sort of how you could just to have something and then to the, the potential of it being taken away from you. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter if you're going back to something that's as good, if not probably even better. The fact that you've tried so hard to make a thing work and then to have it taken away, it's heart-wrenching, man. It's brutal. Well, I mean, this, this was the thing because I, you know, I put a couple of notes on this one because, and my first one was, well, yeah, my first one was mate's dead, great time for chicken. You know, it was just yeah. like, oh, okay, mate's dead, right? Let's go for it. Let's just go for chicken and chips. Why not? You know, yeah, okay. I was like, ah, oh, maybe that wasn't the best. You know, I, I get the thought process. You know, you want to take someone's mind off of it and everything like that. And it's, it's always difficult. You know, it's, I, I never, you know, luckily I've not been in this situation a lot. But you know, when you speak to someone who's just recently lost a relative or friend or something like that, you're like, you don't know what to say, do you? You know, it's even a breakup. Hey, what do you do? Yeah, like you don't know what to do, and it's just like you try and find that normality. You try and bring them back into their normal yeah. kind of life. And I guess that's what they would have done before Rose went away with the doctor. So yeah, no, I, I get it. I do get it. Um, I then put my second note was, yeah, non-time traveling peasants. She just starts <laughs> yeah. going in. Just she like, really does, doesn't she? Oh. I'm just like, yeah, she's like, she's just there. She's like, yeah, you've not traveled through time, have you? You don't know what it's like. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. I'm trying to be friends. You weren't there, I'm man. Like, you didn't see what I see, man. You were actually there, traveled man. to Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was actually set in Vietnam. That's where Rambo got it from. That, that was cool. Imagine that as a little kind of butterfly effect. Rambo just walked past, like, Sylvester Stallone walked past and he was like, what a brilliant line that was. <laughs> what, walks yeah. past the chip shop? Yeah, walks past the chip shop, yeah. And then somehow goes back in time because it would have been, what, 20 years previous, I reckon? Something like that, yeah, 80s, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So anyway, um, and then I was just like, again, like she just she keeps going. I put cold rose again with the slagging off. She's just like she's going in on them. And I'm just like, I mean, fair play to Vicky and, uh, and Jackie for helping her after she'd absolutely brutally dismantled them in the gym. Yeah. Like, like, 
I mean, you know, fair play to them. I mean, again, you know that that person's upset. They don't mean what they're saying entirely. It's, yeah, it's a difficult thing, but like, you know. But again, it it, it was like us last year, wasn't it? I pissed you all off and you all stuck with me because you realised I was being attacked. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, if you was there to come back, I wouldn't help you move the move in, like move a like, like, tardis or something like that. You know, I'm still I'm still salty. You know, <laughs> but, but yeah, okay. it, yeah, it, it was just like fair play to Jackie and Mickey for for going. Yeah, okay, no, no, we we, we want to help. That's yeah, you know, and then that's yeah. the best way to yeah to fix. Yeah, and then even the bit where Rose is to Jackie and the tardis, she's like, yeah, I saw Dad, and Dad would actually do this. Like, what do you know? I saw Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, could you imagine? That's got to be fucking difficult because that's Jackie's. Husband and like she hasn't asked to go back and see him. She hasn't like she, she could have done. She knows the TARDIS is the time machine. Like that would fucking hurt. Do you know what I mean? Well, this this is the other thing as well because what I couldn't work out is that because she she then says about oh I was there I was hold like there was hold, there was a woman holding his hand as he died and everything like that. So that obviously to me that means that what happened in Father's Day involved the ending that got kind of evaporating into nothing that obviously means that something ha- like some stuff that happened in father's day actually happened in jackie and rose's past yeah so i think and i think jackie does mention it you know at the end of father's day she's telling jackie's telling little rose the story again the story yeah yeah, yeah. i think so at the sure. beginning of the episode it's he died on his own there was no one there and then at the end of the episode she goes and there was a girl that was there whilst he died so i think everything that happened after he got hit by the car is remembered Gotcha. Because I was going to say that because she goes, because of course Jackie quite, you know, understandably is very defensive and she's like, well, what do you know about it? But of course, there's that brilliant line in Father's Day where she's just like, oh my God, you named your daughter after another daughter. (laughs) So surely, I mean, I'd like to think that I'd remember something like that if that happened, you know, and I just, I don't know. Maybe it was, as you say, after he got hit by the car, everything went back to normal and that was the new, you know, thing. But yeah, it was just just a a thing that, you know, kind of there. Um, But the Android, she just, you know, she, because we then cut back to, of course, the, I suppose what you would call the present time in theory. And, you know, the doctor's there with the Delta Wave and they're holding them off. And, you know, and it's just like, I don't know, that Android just came out big time. Bang, 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 triple kill straight off the bat. And then, I don't know, I guess she's reloading because she then just gets her head blow completely off. I, I wonder, because Anne Robinson's quite a controversial figure. I wonder how many people mm-hmm. cheered when they saw her head getting blown off. <laughs> There's one guy that just hated the weakest link, and he was just like, "Yeah, this is great. Well, I'm gonna watch this again." Yeah, I bet there's one guy that had been slagged off by Anne Robinson on the weakest link that suddenly going, "Ah, fuck you, Anne Robinson." <laughs> How does it feel? How does that it feel to be embarrassed on TV? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's brilliant. Well, I've got to say, in that little compilation of them uh, of the Daleks coming through, that's one of the best deaths I think I've ever seen. One of the most chilling ones is. Again, it's Linda with a Y. They start trying to get through the door. She looks behind her out into space and you see three Daleks and you just see the light bulbs go and they clearly say exterminate, but it's dead silent. You just see lights. I'm like, oh, that's some good stuff. That is, that's some cream cheese. Yeah, it is brilliant. And I just, again, it goes back to the kind of the operation meat, you know, human meat shield in the fact that, you know, they gave the civilians normal guns and they, you know, like, let's be real, right? You know, guns are hard to fight. I'll fight, you know, shotguns and everything like that. It's a lot easier than it looks on, you know, sorry, it's a lot harder than it looks on TV. You know, on TV, they make it look easy. Like, oh, yeah, Yeah. you just point and you shoot and that's where it goes. Uh, These guys are normal civilians. You know, they've they've been cooped up in their uh, domiciles, I guess you'd call it, like the little apartments or anything like that. You know, they've, they've, and then they're just like, yeah, just hit this moving, very small target while you're potentially going to die. You know, the, the adrenaline. Yeah. Is going to be I'm just like, 
Again, it's a bit reckless, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. But again, like, what's the alternative? But I think that's really good. And I think, like, yeah, I don't know. I just really like it. even the bit where they're behind the wall. And again, Elaine the Pain and her boyfriend. And he's like, so after this, are we going on a date? And it's sort of like, oh, maybe, maybe oh, they will survive. Fine. And then she gets exterminated and he just pops up over the top and he's doing the sort of Terminator hip fire. And it's just yeah. like, fuck you all, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh my God, I bet that was okay. sexy. But I have a question for you. Are they using, like, there's like a lot of stuff nowadays uses like CGI muscle uh, muzzle flash and stuff like that. That looks like they were, like it had genuine kickback, these guns, right? That looks pretty legit. Yeah, I, I mean, they, they, they put like kind of, um, you know when you get cat guns as a kid, you know, there's kind of like a strip of like things and you, you pull the thing and it goes bang and everything. They just use bigger ones. And of course the actors themselves, they, they are kind of trained on how to use them and how they actually fire. Right, um, okay. So you kind of get that, you get that kind of feel of what a gun would actually do. You, you, you fire it. So combined with the muzzle flash, you kind of, you almost get like a cue to kick it back a little bit, if that makes sense. Get like a um, recoil, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was it, pretty cool, it. though. It's, um, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I genuinely, I, one of my notes was like, oh, no, who's he going to buy a drink for? And then I just put in brackets, never mind. Because <laughs> then he gets absolutely <laughs> obliterated as well. I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. They're in heaven It now. really does, they, they all do, including they, Captain Jack. Including ta- Captain Jack. And that's what I put. I said, oh, no, they killed Jack. And then in brackets, oh, no, he's not dead. But um, Did you, did you no, think for a second him. he was really dead? I thought he was. I genuinely thought he was. I was. I was upset. That was probably my like kind of most upset in depth. I was like, damn, because I, I really like Captain Jack. It's a great character arc, and yes. you know, again, he's got the best name in the world. You just can't, <laughs> you, know, you can't not help but like the guy. But yeah, I do like, like his uh, line. I was a much better. I was much better off as a coward. That's, yeah, that's a good oh, yeah. line. I like that. But you know, it just shows his kind of character development, which I really, really liked. And yeah. it was, it was. I mean, the way he came back. Oh, I, I get it. They, they, they had to bring him back somehow, but. I just, yeah, it was just a bit of a weird, but no, when he died, I was like, damn, they've, they've killed him. Like, and it's yeah, that yeah. kind of thing where you've got loads of characters suddenly in play in the last episode of the season, everyone is is at risk. And it's just like, yeah. they killed off Rose, well, they killed off Rose, but I was like, oh, maybe they're not going to bluff this time. Maybe they're going to kill him off in time. And it was just like, oh, okay, fair enough. Which, again, you know, I, I really liked it. I thought it was, you know, it was a great bit of tension to add to the final se- you know, episode of the season. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, so uh, I have a I have a question for you and maybe for our listeners as well. But when Rose brings Captain Jack back, I was sure I'd mm-hmm. seen a scene that she brings everybody back. I didn't think it was just Jack. I'm wondering, does anybody else have any memories of this? The, the one on BBC iPlayer didn't have it. Has it been cut or have I just completely imagined this? Because I, I really genuinely thought Rose brought uh, Rose brought everyone back. But no, just Captain Jack by the looks of things. Just Captain Jack. I mean, yeah. I, that's what I saw, Captain Jack. That's what I said about Linda. You know, and I said about, you know, because at the end of the day, she's, you know, I, I didn't see her return. That's what I was saying about, you know, the BBC fair play to them for bringing someone that's on extenders and bring them just in as an expendable side character. You know, it's quite a big, well, you know, the big actor to quite a actress to put in, you know, a role on that. But maybe she comes back. I don't know. I, who knows? Who knows? But um, yeah. And then, of course, we get the bad wolf thing. Yeah, let's talk about that ending, JP. Which Did you just, see it coming at all? No, not at all. Because <laughs> I, I still, it still hasn't kind of really made sense to me, I guess. It's just that Bad Wolf was written everywhere to kind of give Rose a nod that she could do something in the past. Yeah, and I, I and guess she wrote it. And the reason it's Bad Wolf is because it's the Bad Wolf Corporation. That's what she saw. But it, I don't know. It was just, I, I thought it was a bigger, I mean, it is technically a, the, the bigger picture, but I just thought it was more like a, a more villainous kind of thing. I thought it was nearly, you know, it was the Daleks that were the, that were always there. And I was just like, ah, you know, it's kind of, I mean, again, it's a nice thing. It shows that 
Rose has always had the, you know, she's always had it in her to save the Doctor and save humanity. It's just, it's been there, but she's never seen it. Like me, you know, it's always there in the background. It was always a bad wolf, but she, you know, she never saw it up until then. She went, bad wolf. I mean, don't get me wrong. They put them in big old letters on the on the floor, you know, just <laughs> that. But and literally yeah, on I, the TARDIS as well. Yeah, no, that's it. But uh, you know, I quite like that. I just, as I said, it just was a bit weird that to me it felt like a bit like a almost not a letdown, but you know what I mean. It's just it was like, oh, okay, fair enough. That's, it's a bit of a MacGuffin, it, isn't it? Like a bit. Oh, it's all very I'll convenient. So I I didn't realise um, this until I was doing some research on this episode. He never mm. Russell T Davis never intended on having a series arc. So in that Aliens of London episode, they knew they wanted something spray-painted on the TARDIS. They spray-painted Bad Wolf, and Russell was like, ooh, I like this a lot. I'm going to put it into every episode, and I'll decide what I do with it at the end. And uh, that's what he decided to do with it. And it does... I feel like... Yeah. I was going to say, that does... Now you've mentioned that, it does kind of feel like a bit like a, a convenient thing. Yeah. Yeah, and it does give a bit of a... Sort of like a plot hole as to... If Rose put bad wolf into like where did the original idea for bad wolf come from because rose knows to spread the words bad wolf because she sees it but she only yeah. sees it because she spreads it so it's like a causational paranoia i don't know see, I, I think the original bad wolf was what, what the production was called it was bad wolf bad wolf um productions oh it? okay so, so she took the idea right. from it bad wolf corporation. She took the, I, that, that's the, yeah that, that's what i thought that she took she saw okay. it was called bad wolf corporation and she went bad wolf that's memorable because bad wolf oh uh, yeah. yeah 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 okay that you know, sense, actually, yeah. Words, yeah i don't know if you'd have written the word spoon everywhere i'm saying you might not realize it but bad wolf is quite uh it's a recognizable thing you know yeah 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 i get that okay no, fair, enough. Um, fair enough but yeah um the ending let's cover the ending um a little bit cringy. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. A little bit cringy. Do you want to? We've only got three minutes left. I think we've got more than three minutes to say on the ending and the regeneration mm-hmm. and a bit of data. Mm-hmm. Should we end here quickly and then I will call you back and we'll just get into the third one and then we'll tap we'll tap it off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in that case, let's not get onto the ending quick because I've got a few more few more things. Oh yeah, yeah. Go on, then, go on then. Perfect. Yeah. So again, like it was very kind of Thanos snappy, or well, it was actually technically Hulk snappy where. She brings everyone back, and I was just like, "But wait, she didn't snap her fingers." Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. She got the Infinity Stones, and I was just expecting her to just go, oh, "I am Rose," and I was just like, "Wait, hold on, what? <laughs> like, why is everyone coming back? She didn't snap her fingers and her gauntlet." But yeah, no, it was again. I suppose it's one of those things that you know Marvel do it a lot when they kill people off, but they don't really kill people off. And I feel yeah, like they yeah. were kind of. I feel like the the production team and the writing team were trying to keep all options open. They were trying to kill off as many people as possible, but leave the door open for them. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, they do literally kill the Doctor off in this episode, so I think we can give him a free pass on that. Yeah, Um, but then he comes back as David Tennant, so, like, you know, he's still not killing the Doctor off. All right, he's technically killing off Christopher Eccleston, but it's Yeah, the ninth Doctor is dead. Long live the Doctor. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. But I don't know. It's just, again, you know, kind of watching it, I got that kind of first season vibe to it where they're not quite sure the direction they want to take it in in terms of the characters they want to carry on with, the you know, kind of the, the plots that they want to you know kind of develop and everything like that and it was just it's like okay i mean I, you know I, I i thought it was nice as i said you know and then the and jack came back i was over the moon with that i was like yeah he's back i love it you know and, and it, you kind of you go from kind of really you know down you're like damn but they're all they're, you know they're, everyone's dead and then suddenly you're like oh everyone's back I'm really happy and then you get absolutely you know kind of sideswiped by the end so yeah, yeah it was good it was good so yeah let's I tell you what then. um oh well i tell you what blew my on. mind just before we get there rose's bad wolf voice is one one of the sexiest things I've ever heard. 
It just does something to me. I don't know why. <laughs> and two, what really blew my mind is that's her real accent. Like this whole chav thing, like that's not Billy Piper's voice. Billy Piper's putting that on. Like if you see her in anything else, if you see her in uh, interviews and stuff, yeah, she's very well spoken. Her bad wolf voice is her real voice. Like that's oh fucking, that's quality acting right there is what that is. That's like a reverse Adele. Yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Billy Piper is the like, he's just the anti Adele. She's just like you know, you know, you have mat, you, you always have matter and anti matter. You got Billy Piper yeah. and yeah. Adele. Oh mate, there's just out, there's just something about the way she speaks when she's bad. Wolf. Just about that proper pronunciation just really fucking gets me going, man. I don't know what it is. It's the dialogue with T's are pronounced properly. You know, it's just the way she <laughs> enunciates it. Really fucking, whew. Jesus Christ! I don't. Oh Jesus, yeah. I just we need to. Oh, we need to move on. I've got a raging erection right now, <laughs> and that one's being edited out. Right before we just jump into the finale, I'd like to point out that for me it is officially tomorrow. So if things get a bit incoherent from this point onwards, it's because I'm about six hours past my bedtime. So right, anyway, JP, the finale, the the, the big finish, the, finale, the laser eyes. I mean, the, uh, I've got to say, right, for 2005 CGI and everything like that. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was quite a cool effect that they did to show the energy and everything yeah, like it that. Looks all right, it looks yeah. alright, it? it holds up. I, I've seen worse CGI now, you know. So, yeah, I was pretty I was pretty impressed with that. I thought it was pretty good. Um, but, yeah, so the Doctor sacrifices himself for the second time in this uh, in this episode. And, yeah, it's quite emotional, isn't it? It is brutal. Like, genuinely, this is a genuine, genuine fact. No word of a lie. One of my earliest memories is watching this episode live. So I would have been about seven years old, crying, mm-hmm. and mum and dad were out the back at the pond. I had to go through the double doors. I just walked out crying, saying the doctor is dead. What is going to happen? And then they had to sh- they had to come back in, and they're like, no, this new man is the doctor. This is a regeneration. Like, that's genuinely one of my earliest memories of anything. Oh, It's fucking brutal, man. It is brutal. It, it, I, know, I know I've said it's a little bit cringy, but it is, yeah, it is brutal. It's absolutely brutal. I, I really like Christopher Eccleston as a doctor. I mean, I know he's the only doctor I've seen, but I really liked him. It was such a, a sad thing to see. You know, it really was. Um, you know, and, and it really again, was, yeah. The music, the dialogue, the the acting, just he just did it perfectly. He really did. Um, although, as I say, the, the thing I died of cringe was when when yeah, the doctor goes to her, she, he goes, I think you need a doctor, and then he kisses her. And I was just like, I know, but it kind of works. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't oh, work, yeah. but it just does. It's it's sweet. I You know, I can't argue with that. It's very sweet and everything, but it was just like, oh, fucking hell, that's just cringy <laughs> as fuck. Absolutely cringy as fuck. But, I am absolutely um, all for it. But that scene where it's his regeneration, compared to, like, future regenerations, it's so... It's so quaint. It's so sort of just understated. And knowing that Christopher Eccleston quit, like everybody wanted him to do more than one season. It was his decision to oh, leave really? because of creative differences or whatever. But in his acting there, I you genuinely feel like he does not want to go. Like he's doing this reluctantly. And it it it's brutal. See, that's interesting. I didn't know that he quit. I, I thought that they just that, that was the plan. One season he was done. They move on to the next doctor, another season. That doctor's done. I, I didn't realize that he quit. Well, I yeah, quit. yeah. He said he, he didn't want to do anymore. I didn't know that. Yeah, he quit. Something to do with uh, well, the, the real story has never been uh, gotten to the bottom of. But yeah, he totally disowned the BBC of Russell T Davis for a while over working conditions or something along those lines. And yeah, he's like, I'll never work for you again. I'll never be the doc. Pardon me. I'll never be the doctor again. Um, wow. So yeah, and that happened about halfway through filming, I think, something like that. So. 
they always intended on him carrying over, and then they had to rewrite the ending to to make a regeneration happen. Oh, I never knew that. That's interesting. That's yeah. Uh, it's a bit sad actually, because as I said, I, I really liked him as, as a doctor. I thought he was he was very good. Um, but um, very very yeah. good. Oh, that's quite that's quite sad. But hey, but you know, it meant that we got David Tennant, and that, that's it. You know, it's a new doctor, new story, and I'm excited to see what happens. But yeah, so um, the other thing I put as well was, of course, we we touched on you know several points in this podcast about music. And of course, while while the the regeneration process is starting to kind of take its uh, yeah kind of take its hold, I put what's that the Moana thing to? <laughs> I've it's never seen simple. Moana, so I don't know what you're, you're talking about. Oh, right there you go. That is your homework for tonight. Go and watch Moana because it's a brilliant film. It's one of my favourite Pixar films. It's brilliant. Jesus but, um, it, yeah, it just sounded like the Moana theme tune. I was expecting them to bust out. And yeah, right, that's your that's funny. your homework for this week. Then Brad does the TikToks. I do the Instagram. This week you have to do side by side of this theme and the Moana theme and see if there's actually a comparison there and post it for our gorgeous listeners to to, to give their feedback on. Yeah, no, that's it. I'll say I'll, 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 I'll literally I'll get clips from it. I'll probably be shouted out by Disney for copyright <laughs> infringement or something like that. So I'll see you all in court in a couple of months' time. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, no, I, I'm genuinely convinced that was similar to the Moana theme tune. I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. Again, it's a nice bit of music. Like it's very, you know, the whole point of Moana is uh, the spirit lives on and everything like that. And it was quite, you know, fitting the fact that the spirit of the Doctor lives on. And I was like, oh, okay, fair enough. I, I quite see that. But um, I, I've got to say, the, the line that did get me, I thought, oh, that is actually really, really fantastic, because so was I. Yeah. Oh, mate, right I in mean, the wheels. Wow. wow, that was just like, I just that was incredible. It's just that that is that is just a way to sign off. Like, you know, Isn't it just, yeah. I just, I was blown away. I was, I was just sitting, I was watching it, I was like, well, wow, that's a that's a hell of a tagline right there. You know, you were Rose, you were fantastic, but so was I. It's just like yeah. that's such a nice it's a really sweet way to It's of, just you know, again, it's so in. understated. It's just yeah, do you know what? I was that was that was fucking good. Like, oh yeah. it's just um, oh mate, yeah, it is it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And and the other thing as well that I, I kind of I really liked about their their kind of, you know, their their last bit of time together was you you know kind of it, everyone's everyone's read of, of mice and men you know with kind of lenny and the rabbits and everything like yeah. that. In the ending, spoilers if you never did like kind of <laughs> in english but in the end in the end george has to put one in the back of lenny's skull and, and that's it is it george, george is the the the, the smaller one isn't it i don't lenny's know the lenny's the retard and, yeah. Uh, yeah and then like kind of so he's like oh think about the rabbits and we're gonna have a big farm and then bang that's it and it, i kind of got that feeling where you know the doctor knows that rose is upset and he's just like yeah we're gonna go to um Barcelona, yeah, yeah, yeah. Barcelona. 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 There's, there's dogs with no noses. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, they smell. How do they smell? And that joke never gets old. And I'm like, you kind of, it's funny, but you're like, you can see that that's a distraction. That's the, yeah, exactly. that's the doctor distracting Rose. That's that's an adult thing to do. You know, when, when you're an adult, I mean, I don't have kids and anything like that, but I know from kind of, you know, seeing other parents and everything like that, you know, kids upset, kids fall over, hit his knee. Well, what do you do? Oh, come on, you up, you get, you know, and then you start talking, oh, what are you going to do? You're going to go on the slide next, or you're going to go on the swings or something. You get the kid distracted, and then suddenly the kid doesn't think about the hurt knee anymore, and then that's it. You're, you're all good. And it's just like, I was like, wow, that's that's like a, a noble gesture of the doctor. You know, he's kind yeah, of Yeah, no, exactly. It's, it's, yeah, it's actually yeah. a parallel to the chip shop scene. Jackie and Mickey trying to take Rose's mind off losing the doctor, mm-hmm. and it doesn't work. And then you cut to the doctor, knowing that she's losing the doctor, trying to take her mind off losing the doctor and again it's, it's it's kind of not working again like it's 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 a good parallel to draw there jp i hadn't thought of that before 
yeah, no, I, I really liked it. I, I thought it was, you know, it was a kind of, a, as I said, it's a noble thing to be doing, um, you know, which was good. Um, but yeah, and then we kind of go to the, the regeneration process, which I, I thought was actually quite cool. Again, like with Rose being bad, you know, kind of being bad wolf with the kind of the light energy and everything. I thought that was quite a cool regeneration process. Yeah. So this is presumably the first time you've ever seen one. Yep, exactly that. Uh, so I knew, I like, so again, going into this, I know, I, I know that the Doctor regenerates into another actor. And I know that the, the reason it does that, the, you know, the reason that happens is because the previous Doctor dies and then he regenerates into a new, uh, kind of a new, like, kind of time lord. Um, I mean, I've still got kind of several questions about the regeneration process. <laughs> does the Doctor retain his memories? It was kind of hinted that he does. But like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested. The, the thing that I'm interested to see going into season two is, you know, kind of what, what is similar between Rose and the Doctor? You know, kind of between Rose and David Tennant and compared to Rose and Christopher Eccleston? Yeah. And what's different? Yep. Because technically, I, I know the, the Doctor, you know, the Ninth Doctor is dead and it's now the Tenth Doctor. But it's like technically that is the same person. Yeah, absolutely. So they yeah, should yeah. kind of, there still should be that rapport and everything like that. But at the same time, though, that's a completely different person. And it's like kind of, um, I kind of got the, the feeling, you know, like Spider-Man 3 and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 3, where Harry bangs his head at the Green Goblin yeah, and yeah. he doesn't remember. I'm kind of like feeling like that. Is it going to be something like you get an amnesia stage where they're like, I don't remember anything. I don't remember anything. And then suddenly it's just like, oh, I remember everything now. I'm Ooh, not going to say he's going to try and stab Spider-Man and, you know, and everything like that, but, or stab Rose. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I, that's what I'm interested to see is how they take it from here. You know, I want to know what what's going to be the same and what's going to be different. Well, could you imagine watching it live? as a seven-year-old fucking kid and having oh. to wait six months or however long until the Christmas special. Maybe even longer, to be fair. I don't know. I, I've got to say, I am jealous that I didn't catch it, you know, because, again, I'm assuming, did the two-part come out kind of a week, one week, and then this, the next part of the other week? Yeah, could you imagine having that week break in between? That's got to be horrible. That, that's really <laughs> that's horrible. It, that's, yeah. that's just no... I mean, again, we're quite lucky. I mean, I am you know, I watched the first episodes of The Sofa today, and you know, it was really good, but now I'm sitting there thinking, oh, you know, I've got a week to wait. I really want to watch it, really want to watch it. But that was just an episode, you know, kind of episode two into episode three, let alone, like, kind of, you know, season finale part one into season finale part two. That's just... That's the tease, that is. I'm sorry, but that's it's a massive tease. Really, yeah, I'm not sure if we've spoken about this before, but it makes something so much more of a cultural phenomenon. I'm sure we have spoken about this before. Like you have, think about yeah, all the shows have. that releases, mm -hmm. you know, single thing. So, yeah, mate, excited for the Christmas Invasion then, which is the next episode. You didn't get an next time trailer for it. No, no next time trailer for it. Of course, I saw it listed on, you know, on the season one. Um, and I'm interested because, you know, suddenly a young David Tennant appears. It was almost like Pokemon, you know, when you, if you're <laughs> yeah. and you go through, it's just like a wild David Tennant appears. I'm like, yeah, so let's go. Let's, let's, and let's oh, my God, he's so baby-faced in this. Like, I just watched that. Obviously, he's doing all his promotion for the uh, sixth year. Oh, he's got old. Oh, he's an old man now. Yeah. I just, you, I just watched it. It was just like he has got like, I, I look, we all age, you know. That's it. And it was just like it almost took me back to um, when I watched uh, like when when the Force Awakens came out, and of course they brought back Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, and Harrison Ford. And it, well, oh they kind God, of got so back old. Mark uh, well, yeah, I mean, they then brought him back for him. Um, I don't remember what the, the Last Jedi? Now, but, but that's the one. The Which is Jedi the best Jedi. one of the sequel trilogy, finally. I will chin you. It, it just is. It just is. You don't have a leg or, to stand on. You said Futurama was better than Simpsons. 
Mate, Futurama is better than Simpsons, and there is no way that The Last Jedi is the best one out of the out of the sequels. No, absolutely way fact. What are you talking about? No, I a no, million no. million miles. No, no, I, I would probably say. Uh, I mean, I didn't like it, but they weren't all great anyway. But I'd probably say. When I say The Rise of Skywalker, probably no, The Rise of Skywalker, the but worst like, one. Uh, only, only because it's got the bit with the Death Star, and I quite like that. It was, you know, but I just. Oh, no, Are you joking me? You're telling me the Rise of Skywalker is your favorite? No, not, not, not definitely not my favorite Star Wars movie. Out of the sequels, but what I mean, is wrong with you? Wrong with you? It didn't make any sense. It just ah, uh, there was just plot holes galore. Like there was more plot holes than plot. Like I just no. In what? Writing. Right. So hold on a minute. So they, they like, uh, I don't know why we're going into this because we're talking about Doctor Who. No, but let's later, fucking do it. <laughs> blown out into space, right? The, 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 you know, the bridge of the oh. ship gets blown out into space, right? It, yes. Everyone's dead. And then suddenly she just mysteriously did this, you know, kind of layer. Who we know is full sensitive and we know that she was trained by Luke and everything like that, but she gave up being the Jedi to focus on, on other things. But a lady who has, you know, just about learned the, what I would say the basics of the force, you know, she could probably yep. levitate yep. some stuff and everything like that. Do an Anakin Skywalker, you know, cut a pair and float across the table and, you know, and everything. Yeah. Because she has her parents. But, um, but she, she literally floats her way through space. Now, does she pull the ship to her or does she magically float through space? Right. Let's just go through this in order then. So Palpatine uses the force to knock up Anakin's mum. Okay. That's the first yeah, strange thing. Because Anakin he influences yes. the Mitochlorians in, you know, in the womb. But we're just going to let that happen. Okay, that makes more sense than Leia floating through space. Anakin gets yep. all of his limbs chopped off, burned to a crisp in lava, and becomes Darth yeah. Vader. Right, okay, that yep. would that would work, would it? That would be a thing? Yeah, that would work. I mean, look, Star Wars magic. Back to things and that. Oh, yeah, but Star Wars magic. But So Leia is Star Wars magic. Obi-Wan Kenobi, chopped in half, body disappears, becomes a ghost. That's pretty tapped. Luke, arm chopped off, thrown off of the Bespin fucking... Yeah, that 50, one. Yeah. And, and survives. Like a water slide. Yeah, no, that, I, all right. When Empire Strikes Back, that is something that does hurt me. He does, he falls all that way and then just magically just slide. It, it just kind of like, you're like, oh, look at this massive drop, massive drop. And then it's just like, wee. And I'm like, oh, okay, right. Yeah. Well, that enough. alone I, is evidence that the Skywalkers, particularly the two siblings, can sort of fly. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, no, we're well, not fly. Like, you I, said it yourself. Star Wars magic. Yeah, I don't know. I just I didn't like that. I didn't like the fact that their plan was to sit on a planet, like kind of drive very slowly to a planet in the hope that the all-powerful First Order would run out of petrol or yeah, you know, kind of hyper fuel or whatever, whatever it's called. And then no. they go on a planet where there was no escape route, <laughs> and in the hope that someone else might come and rescue them, which conveniently, all right, Ray did. Fair enough. But like. I'm just like, no, 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 no. The rebels plan was to go past this planet, eject through the escape pods and then let the ship carry on. And the first order would carry on chasing that main ship and then they could escape. It was just sod's law that Finn and uh, that other stupid character, who I will admit is a stupid character. Rose? Is it Rose? There you go. There's the Star Wars link. Uh, There's the Doctor Who link. Um, They fucked up. They get caught. And then that, you know, Benicio del Toro character reveals the plan. That's why they got fucked. But that plan makes total sense. They just got screwed over. Now, I, I, that was the other thing as well. What was the point of the horses that weren't horses? The alien horses. What was the point of that? Yeah, I will give you that. That was that. I do skip over that bit if I rewatch it. To be fair, 
exactly. I like I like the casino <laughs> bit with the drunk alien that tries to put the money in BBA. That, that, all right, that does make me laugh, but I just I'm just like, what is the point of the horses there? You know, all right, <laughs> they they turn up and they kind of you know fight and they unleash him onto the side of a star destroyer but i'm just like oh, i don't know yeah but I, jack I say, it's a comment on society again about how we have these big wig rich people that go and gamble the money and don't care about the underworld and it's about how if we all just came together and stood up for ourselves we could we could we could fucking stamp out this fucking God, oh, God. i just want to watch i want i want to watch a movie without social commentary i just want to watch a movie <laughs> to enjoy it <laughs> the whole reason I love sci-fi is because I'm like, I'd love to live in a world like that. That's my escape. I'm like, you know, I'm just, oh, I want to live in a world like that. You know, I want a lightsaber. Right. Um, anyway. Yeah, no, so David Tennant, um, I'm excited to see what he brings. As I said, you know, David Tennant, a very, very young looking David Tennant. Um, nice. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I want to, I want to see what's, you know, kind of what we're looking. Um, and as I said, so we are going to do the Christmas special. We are going to do the Christmas special. I was just about to say, yeah, Christopher Eccleston's run is over, but season one is still going. So what we'll do is we'll do the Christmas special next week. I then have a, a, a little quiz that I've put together for you, JP. I was going to record it tonight, but it's officially half past 12 and I want to go to bed. Um, so yeah, we shall do, hopefully record at a more sensible time, the Christmas invasion. We'll then do a little bonus quiz episode on the season one rundown. We'll do a little quiz and uh, we'll talk all things too. So this is not the final episode of season one of Doctor Who or Doctor Who or Doc Who Pod, whatever we're calling ourselves now. Um, but it is the end of Christopher Eccleston. So, guys, thank you very much for listening. We will be back next week with the Christmas Invasion. Um, seriously, thanks for your engagement. Thanks for following the Instas, the TikToks, the Twitters, everything that we do. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys. You, uh, you keep us going. We love your engagement. Thank you very much. I'm off to bed. JP, wrap up. Yeah, no, guys, just to echo what Josh says, you know, we, we really love the, you know, just the, the, the sheer amount of love we get from you guys, you know, just across everywhere, um, you know, as, as Josh said, it's the reason why we do it, you know, we, we, we're we happy to do it. I mean, you know, I'm enjoying doing this, I've never seen Doctor Who, and I feel like I've missed out, and this is a brilliant, brilliant, you know, kind of excuse to, to watch it, and just the fact I get to share, you know, my thoughts with you guys, and just kind of listen to what other people have to say as well, it's interesting because, you know, between Josh and I bouncing off ideas off of each other and everything like that, it's great, but opening it up, you know, to, to, to the rest of you guys, the, the listeners, you know, you just you just hear really, really interesting, you know, thoughts, theories, and it, it's brilliant, you know, it really is. So, no, as Josh said, not the end of season one yet, um, but it kind of does, it kind of does feel like the end of season one with, you know, kind of uh, Christopher Eccleston going, um, but yeah, no, I'm excited to see what the future's got. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. Just on a final note, you can find us on social media everywhere at DocWhoPod. Uh, you can find us on all your local podcast listening devices at DocWhoPod now as well. We're a little bit easier to find. However, please do still leave us ratings and give us reviews and everything. It is really the best way that we can get this podcast out there. But yeah, I am signing off. I'm going for bed. Adios, amigos. Thanks, guys.